This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Rubin. Hey, Suzanne. How you doing? Good. How you doing? How you doing? No, I don't really <laughs> talk like that. Uh, how, how you, you doing? Could, I could, I could. I could pull that off. Where, uh, where are you today? Uh, I'm back in SF. I know we're doing, we're actually doing this particular... Or, uh, episode sort of virtually via Skype, but I'm actually back in SF, freshly. Oh. I was in Toronto last week. I almost saw your sister. That's almost great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really tried. We had ridiculously long days. I tried to convince her to come out to dinner, but she said no, politely no. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah. okay. No, I think she just preferred not. And honestly, the day was much later than I anticipated. But Toronto, amazing city. It's nice. It's very. It must have been very cold, right? Uh yes. It was. It will. I mean, it was cold. It was actually unseasonably warm, but it was cold for a Californian. Mm. My blood has gone thin. Really? Mm. I uh, God, I haven't seen you. Like we've had the entire holiday transpire between now and yeah, that's before, right. right? How was your Christmas? You were my Christmas. My Christmas, my holidays were great, just all in. Um, went to uh, Detroit, Mexico City, and Reno. You know, just oh, Reno, to, Tahoe, for good measure. Yeah, just in case you hadn't. <laughs> How uh, about yourself? Right. I. Uh, what did I do? I think I stuck around. I was back and forth to Santa Cruz a bit. I didn't go on any big trips. Months. Oh my God! It was crazy at Neo Modern. That's what happened. We had. Oh, yeah. Well, we. Uh, I did. I tell you that um, a woman came in to do presents for everybody who attended her daughter's wedding and there were 250 framed individual different pictures a different picture for each what an amazing present i mean they were beautiful we did a great job she was thrilled we did them very fast and it was like it it changed the the chemistry of our christmas because it was such a huge project and uh wow that's so exciting yeah, it was exciting. It was kind of bedlam, you know, but uh, but but that was fun. And then, um, you know, one of the uh, what, eventually, I, I guess I wanted to talk a little bit on the day before Christmas. I finally decided, or w- was really persuaded, to do a Kickstarter for a new product. Uh, I got a call from my friend Mike Holly, who uh, we were just EG. What from EG? From EG. That's right. And he was, you know. Uh, very persuasive that I should pursue this thing. I, I've long wanted to have some sort of special frame for Neo Modern that was like a better frame. Like I, mm-hmm. I wanted to tune it, and uh, so yeah, I decided to do a Kickstarter. And it, I think by the time this airs, I think we may actually have it live. So it's so I so here's the th- here's the thing. Okay, ready. <laughs> I'm just going to do that. I'm ready. I'm ready. I need to go make a video tomorrow of of explaining this thing for the Kickstarter. And I can't tell you how unhappy I am to be on camera. Like, I don't – I mean, I'm going to do it, but it takes a lot of – like, you got to really – 
pull it together for that. Anyway, so this You'll is what it great. is. You'll be great. Yeah, You'll be th- great. Thank you. Thank you. So I don't. You've seen my workspace. I have when you print photographs. Um, you uh, you print lots of them, like as a photographer, and then you put them back in the box that the paper came in. Every photographer I've ever met has got boxes of paper that are empty and full of their printed pictures. Like that's. Because it's really important to print your pictures. You know, I talk about this all the time, but just because you print it doesn't mean it's going in a scrapbook or in a frame on your wall. You just have to print it um, to decide what you think of it, you know? And that, in fact, we talked about, like, back in episode 23 of our of the podcast, the, the topic was, like, how you decide if your pictures are any good. You remember yeah. that? And... Um, the answer to that is to live with your pictures, to put them up and to look at them. And I think totally. photographers do a lot of things to to pull that off. And uh, I mean, one of the ways I've always kind of liked is to string up uh, like a, a wire or a line and hang my pictures up. Like back when I was in I had a dark room, and I was I would like <laughs> leave them pin, hanging up as a way to just sort of see them, you know. Um, but it's not super efficient, and uh, you need to be really a photographer for that. But here I am with a store and I'm trying to encourage people to take more pictures and print more pictures, but um, I don't think you can really get people to do that if they don't have anything to do with the pictures or any system. So this is what I did. I took my uh, storage box idea of like an archival storage box to put your prints in and I built one in one of our museum frames that we use at Neo Modern. yeah. So one way to think of it is a storage box for your prints that can hang on the wall, you know, and right. look really cool. And another way to look at it is as a um, picture frame that looks like any cool photo frame, but it actually stores a stack of pictures. So that's that's what it is. Yeah. And it's, I mean, in a funny way, it's almost a uh, an analog version of one of those digital frames that kind of rotates through pictures, you know. Totally. But it's not, well, let me know if I understand this correctly. It's not something that you're just like dropping the photo in. The photo that's in front um, is actually like properly matted and framed or is no, it something that it, you can no, swap them out? It's a, it's kind of a hybrid because you, to, to do a full on framing, to protect it with a mat and yeah. all the accoutrements of a, of a built frame um, is it? Comp- I mean, it, it, it is of course very archival, but it, they're tricky to open up the frames. And I think people, even the neo modern frames now, are um, quote like adjustable. You can open the pins up and put in different matted prints. But pictures all are different, and I just didn't want to like I had to compromise somewhere to make this efficient. And so. It's really just a box, like I put my pictures in. It's exactly the size of the paper. It's eight and a half by eleven, which is the size I, I mean I'd like people to print at. It's the size yeah. of a sheet. It's a good size, and you p- can put a stack of pictures in it. Like it can hold twenty p- prints, and the top one is basically pressed against the acrylic, and there's a special kind of. Uh, pressure mechanism on the back and a really well-designed set of latches in the back so it's easy to open even though it still has you know hanging hardware attached it's not a cheap thing it's nicely done and I think that if you have a place to put your pictures you'll print pictures and then you can stick you open it up and you can switch out which one's in front really easily or put in more and then put it back on your wall and live with it for a week or a month or whatever 
So I I love it. I love the idea. I actually designed something when I worked um, for like this American interiors brand, um, mm. but it was for children's pictures, and so it was oh. like it, there was not. It was just kind of an open frame because you know your kids go to school, they come back with so many paintings and drawings, oh, and you don't yeah. want to throw them away. Right. And so it was the same idea. It was like uh, basically a box on a wall that you would store, but the front of the box was open. Um, not nearly as cool and sophisticated and finished as this well, sounds. Well, so you know, I love the idea. I'm trying to modify some things that we currently use. These are materials yeah. we're really familiar with. But yeah, I mean, I, I would like to have one. I have boxes of prints, and I would love to be able to kind of look at them for a while. Um, you know, in my apartment, I just take things out of the box and, and put it on the wall for a couple days. But I think... Um, I think people would do it. I don't know. I, at least yeah. I want to find out. So I'm doing it as a Kickstarter because we got to sort of invent a couple little components of this to make it really nice. But um, I think if we can get a few hundred people to get one, um, it will work. I'll, I'll make them. And, and if, well, it, I... if it really works, we could do all neo-modern frames this way. So you could actually store matted prints in these as portfolio boxes in the 20 by 24 frames. You That's could so put, cool. Yeah. I think, I think if the system works... Um, and I have to say, uh, the idea kind of came up the day before Christmas, and I spent the holiday um, writing it up as sort of a patentable thing and submitted that. So, you know, I, I was trying to cover my bases. I don't know if it's really a protectable thing, but it, it did feel like a new thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I think especially at that um... – I mean, with that level of sophistication, like that definitely sounds like a new thing to me. And I, I would want it. I want it. Yeah. I, I heard a quote today that was, it's kind of based off, uh, I want to say Mark Twain, just because I credit him whenever I don't know who said it, but like, <laughs> always write the book that you want to read. But uh-huh. it was always give a speech that you'd like to hear. And I feel like this is that create something that you always want, you've always wanted to own, you know? Wow. That's nice. There's clearly a need. When uh, many years ago, when I launched Neo Modern, I, I kind of had a couple th- ideas in the back of my head. Now that I had this gallery and studio and new company and all that stuff, and one of the sort of dreams I had was to make a, a custom, unique frame that was better for photography, that was more interchangeable, easier to use, that was museum quality. So that uh, that's been in my head for for years. The other thing that had been in my head was to have a show of my own work, to have like a ton of my pictures up on the wall. And as you know, I just did that this holiday. And as I was saying, it's enormously gratifying and, you know, kind of self-indulgent, but definitely gratifying. And so if you ever get a chance to do that, I highly recommend it. I don't know. I'm going to disagree. I don't think it's self-indulgent. I think it is. So what I struggle with is I do have all these pictures on my phone. I want to see what they look like, but I genuinely don't have enough wall space. And to your mother's point, your father's point, um, I'm not going to become a collector of my own work <laughs> yet. I would like to have them printed. What I like about this is that not only can I have them sort of captured and sort of stored there, but honestly, it's like it's like ready to do gifts. You're just like, oh, someone comes over. Oh, I have something for you. I've got a great photo of you that I printed and you know, wanted to give you. It's like you, yes, it'd be better if it was framed, but at the same time, how considerate, how sweet that it's like you have these things that you can, you look at for a few months and then you're like, I want to trade it out. I want to do something else. And then there's like this, it's like hanging a photo album on the wall, but one that you actually could look at on your own timing. You don't have to wait for the picture to turn. Wow. 
Yeah, I, I kind of think of it like standardizing something or com- completing something that was incomplete. Like, yeah. it, like, where do you put these things that were telling you you should have and there's no place for them? Yeah. And so by creating this kind of a frame, we suddenly make this kind of experience possible. And you start to li- can live like a photographer where you can see images kind of larger and physically hold an experience on the, and then try look at other ones for longer periods of time, not digitally, but you know, a real yeah. object. Anyway, that's, that was my Christmas. So yeah, look for the Kickstarter. I maybe I'll have it in the show oh. notes. Um, one of the, you know, on the Kickstarters, you're supposed to pick different tiers of sort of donations people make. Have you done one? Have you ever done a Kickstarter? Oh, yeah. Actually, I just bought two things on Kickstarter. They both arrived for the holidays. One was well, what are they? Yeah. this Lumi keyboard that we got. We purchased for Scarlet. Um, it's like, it's actually super cool. It's a series of keyboards. You can snap them together or you can keep them individual, but then they connect to an iPad and it teaches you piano. It's like the keys actually light up and it becomes kind of like a game, like the keys, like the animated sort of keys come through. They line up at the keyboard and you get to play along. Wonderful. And in like four days, she's a super excited about it. But in four days, she's learned like three different songs and like not not just like one handed, like plucking away, like two handed keyboard. It's really it's phenomenal. And the other thing I bought was on a Kickstarter was. I know this is this episode is not about this, but I'm just so excited about it. No, it's go the for design it. of the Olympic Games. Ooh. It's like a two volume set. The visual identity for the Olympic Games from 1896 until Tokyo 2020. Wow! I'm, wait so, a second. I'm surprised that hasn't already been done. There's so many great. You'd think, right? Yeah, I mean, there's so many famous graphic designers who've participated over the years in creating that that iconography and uh, visual systems. It, I, honestly, really? Are you sure? It doesn't exist. So it started with this guy, who, this Swiss-educated, um, obsessive uh, graphic designer. And he just really dove in. He was like, that. everything that goes into the Olympics is sort of, it's like the most complex, um, most amazing project you could ever get. And then uh, Eric uh, Speakerman, who is a super famous uh, graphic designer, total side note, met him in a taxi in Barcelona. We shared a taxi to the airport because we were checking out of the hotel at the same time. Total uh-huh. side note. Uh-huh. He's just, just such a like a fantastically interesting human. You're like, I would pay money to be stuck in another taxi with you. But he um, he actually helped produce it. And so his, uh, he, he has this great quote where it's like, it's a dream project, but it's also a nightmare project because it is just, it is so complex. You're taking over a hundred years of, kind of effectively the most iconic, the most global uh, influential design project ever and trying to capture every single thing that goes into it. So this guy was this, um, his name's Marcus. Uh, I have to look up his last name. It begins with an O, but he just was sort of obsessed with the Olympic Games and all the design pieces. Uh-huh. So I started collecting and started collecting and started collecting. And he realized there was nothing else out there that was sort of comprehensive and so he's created effectively two encyclopedias that capture everything that that goes into designing the olympic games it's it is a phenomenal it is a tomb but it is phenomenal and and it just arrived you got the physical books yesterday yes (laughs) it just arrived yesterday that's so amazing (laughs) um oh you know this is our 99th episode oh my goodness reuben this is 
This is like a terrible 99th episode. No, come <laughs> on. I, th- I was trying to decide, do you think this is sort of the final episode of season two and then we're about to start season three or is this the beginning of season three no i think you have to start season three on 100 okay i i I agree that's why even though we're into 2020 i think we'll quickly forget that and know this is the 99th episode it's the end of an era (laughs) hide this one under the rug (laughs) no you know um it's just catching up. It's our catch. It's our syntopicon. Remember our syntopicon. It is. I do feel that even if it, you're. It's like one of those things. You're either going to love us or hate us. This is, could be really annoying. But I wanted to ask you a question today. Okay. So, what I was thinking is, like, not totally related to photography, or maybe it is. But when you're out there for a day, being creative, shooting, or maybe just a day in and of itself, how do you describe like? a day of accomplishment. What does that feel like to you? And what does that mean to you? Wow. Um, that's really not about photography, except... It could be, though. I mean, except to the degree for me, if I am um, creatively accomplishing something, which for me is frequently photographic, that is... an. I mean, that's the rush, right? Um, yeah. There was uh, a... There was a day during the holidays where I had gotten up in Santa Cruz with my kids and they were all home for for vacation and we just hung out together and laughed and told stories and we watched videos um, of when they were kids. I brought a multi-terabyte drive and just showed them videos of, and they (laughs) loved, it was like a film festival. It was such a wonderful, because it was spontaneous and rich it, it you know it became a special thing right and then i was i was leaving and i was it was pouring rain and i was looking not looking forward to a long kind of hellish drive back to the city in this deluge and mm-hmm. and i got a message from uh, a woman who i had photographed years earlier who lived up in the hills um, north of santa cruz and she and she'd been following me she knew i was in santa cruz and wondered if i wanted to shoot so it's another spontaneous moment, and it's a creative moment. And I, even though it looks like uh, shit outside, I think let's let's go out to the beach in Davenport and just. But you love the rain. You love like the even light. I you do, love- I do. But I also don't like being uncomfortable like that. <laughs> like it's freezing rain, and That's so bougie. And, yeah, and I, and so we we shot, and so that was. A, a, a weird sort of energized creative afternoon that was also surprising. Yeah. And then yeah. I got home and I had that feeling that um, my kids will laugh that I use this description, but like after a really long camping or hiking kind of thing where you clean up and you feel like you've really worked out and you feel good and you're finally washed off the dirt. No, that special feeling. That's, that was one of those days. Yeah. So what is it? I don't I don't know, you know. But I think it's exactly that feeling. It's just like I've done it today. Like you it's it's kind of this inner I don't know, this inner like satis- level of satisfaction that you're just like I've either I think I think it's for me personally it's like I've made something or Maybe this I is, didn't. I didn't waste the day. I didn't waste it. Yeah, that's it. That's I, exactly I, it. I've had a day that mattered to me. <laughs> that mattered. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's hard to say whether a day matters, but it. 
but you can say that it matters to you. I mean, because think of how many days you go through which just feel perfunctory. You just kind of go through the motions and just move pieces forward on the board of your life and mm-hmm. might even cause you to go home and wonder what the point of life is or you're looking forward yeah. to the weekend or any of those kinds of days, which we all have. Yeah. And then you have one of those days where it's like you had a conversation that changed you or you created something that you'll keep forever or remember forever. And you just hope you have, I mean, you can't have those every day, but you kind of got to set yourself up for having them when you can have them, I guess. Can you have them every day? I don't have them every day. No, I think that's when you sort of have them. I feel like you kind of had one today, which is where it's just, it's this exciting feeling of that was a lot. Like that was just, you know, there was a lot crammed in and there's these moments of, I don't know, I don't want to say found time because you can't really find time, but I guess make time, but you also really can't make time. It's just, it's sort of like all of these conversations or all these moments or uh, these things that you're able to help people brainstorm or facilitate or make more ideas or inspire them enough to like go off on their own and do ideas it's just like it was just one of those days that it felt like there was a lot of a lot of moments like that um and it is it's just that feeling of like I don't know I almost want to stretch my arms out lace my fingers and stretch them out in front of me and feel like yes uh put my arms out on both sides and (laughs) lean back and say I've done it like wow (laughs) you know well, I, I think I've always had a penchant for projects that um, are sh- that conclude that have a cl- like uh, creating a book or a <laughs> product or a movie or something. So even though you're not working any harder than people who work at companies that are just doing company work, it has this sort of such a such a clear goal and and you End know it's, the cycle. Yeah, it gets yeah. It, it gets its own line item. You know, yeah. whether it was three months or six months or five years, <laughs> it's one line item. And yeah. so you kind of check this thing off in your brain <laughs> that, oh, well, I did that. That happened. You know, it's a thing, right? right? I like that. <laughs> that keeps me I, going. I still like it too. But it's just, I think for me too, it's like, it's kind of like the thing that's been leading up. There's like been, it's been a week, you know, it's like only Wednesday and I feel like it's like, I don't know, Friday of four weeks from now, but it's just been like that much of a week where you're like, there, there's, there's so many things that have happened and they've kind of all worked out, which was great. But I've, I have another question is like, do you, how do you get yourself motivated? Like say, say you're shooting, say you have to, you don't have to, but you want to uh, create something or find something new. How do you motivate yourself to get out there and pick up the camera and like walk outside in you know, inclement weather, or whatever it is. Like, how do you, how do you push yourself past the 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 feeling of oh, I just don't wanna. Well, I often don't wanna. I kind of frequently circle into a point of, um, what's the point? Like, why am I going out in the rain to do this thing? I, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to make something that I'm gonna sell. I I I just I don't understand where it is but i guess i um am frequently reminded of this the you know the rilke um statement that you know piece of art is good if it comes out of necessity like you can't not do it and so it's that's enough reason you know uh 
but I frequently, I, 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 sometimes I bottom out. Like I just, I don't have anything creative in me. And, and then I sort of meditate on that idea and think that that's bullshit. Like I, I, like the act of creativity is when there's nothing else. It's like, it comes out of that void of, I don't know what to do. I've exhausted all possibilities. That's the moment of, of creation, right? Um, or at least so you for think me. You, have to push, you think you have to push past that. Or like, you think there's nothing left. And then it's like, okay, then now if there's nothing left, like the pressure's off. Yeah. If there's nothing left, then there's nothing left to lose. Um, and it's a, that makes it a no-lose proposition. So get out there. How often are you in a situation that you simply can't fail it's you're already you're starting at failure so it's only up yeah <laughs> does that make any sense uh it may i mean definitely makes sense in the, like the rehab context but i also i guess i i also get it in the creativity concept is like when you get all when there's no pressure when it's just you know what it's funny i'm I'm interrupting myself as I think this because it's like on one hand, if you're doing it just for you, there's no deadline. There's no looming client. There's nothing that's like pushing you. It is harder. It yeah. is harder to be like that. The the true artist that says, I need to create something. I need to do something. I need to dig deep and get and go and just be like, I explore what this, because it almost comes from this feeling of like uncertainty or anxiety of just like I'm not comfortable right now I need to do something isn't it described um, sometimes as like an itch yeah, it's like, yeah exactly it's like an itch in your brain I think I got that from the matrix it's like a thing you can't <laughs> <laughs> right where so much wisdom comes from it's so much it's really true I think um yeah 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 I, I, I can't not do it and I like I mean, that's one of the things that I like about photography is that because everyone does it, because it's so easy, that you're starting from a place of like, I, I hate, I hate everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to work very hard to do something that I don't hate. I like that. Uh, I'm not sure if but that's healthy, but, uh, no, but that's. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's healthy, but I, I just, I like the. I like hearing the individual motivation. It also makes me think of like going back to all the photographers that we've talked to. What do they think? Like, how do they get out of the bed? How do they get out of bed in the morning on the mornings that they don't want to? That it's like I, I don't need to. I don't, I don't want to. Well, I think how a lot do you of, find motivation in that? I think the ones who are photojournalists. I think the ones who are professionals get out because they're fucking professionals. You know, they right. get up every day. Danny used to say, uh, Danny, my brother. Uh, who is a screenwriter, it's like rule one, writers write. You know, it's not about good. You get up every day, you put pen to paper, you don't wait for inspiration, you just do the work and it will happen sometimes. I like that. And I feel that way about photography where I, like, I try not to carry my camera all the time, but I do carry it for periods of time. And while I've got it, it's like, all right, I'm going to take pictures. Even though nothing is happening, I'm not going to a war zone. There's not a model. There's not uh, something happening. I'm going to try to extract something when there's nothing obvious there. You know, is I, there something? Is there such a thing as like photographer's block? You know, like you always hear about writer's block. Like I can't write anything new. I can't think of anything new. I'm just like staring at this empty page. Is there such thing as like as photographer's block? 
Well, I've never heard the term, but I bet you if we Googled it, it would be out there. It must be a thing of some kind. Any <laughs> Anyone creative is going to have that moment of fatigue where they can't, you know, they're in a rut and they're, they're getting paid well to do something that they know how to do. And so they can t- pretend like they're doing variations on a theme, but at some point in their career, they're, they're going to think, fuck, I got to... I can't keep doing this, you know. But what uh, if they're not getting paid? What if you're just doing it for the love of it? Well, then, then it doesn't matter what anyone thinks, you know, and and you do it again because you you can't not do it. You don't even know what's going to happen for it. You just want to do it. Yeah. <sighs> Interesting questions. You haven't asked me yeah. questions in a while, Andrew. How's your <laughs> photo- How's your photography been? I mean, it's been. We've been doing this for a while. You, uh, I've been watching your Instagram. You don't take as many pictures as I thought you might at this point. You know, it's a, it's, it's actually it's a interesting and yet sensitive subject. I think that I have really been struggling with uh, sort of the form of posting. Like I've really been struggling with Instagram. Mm. I think the last time I posted was probably uh, I, I should. I could look. I could look at the statistics. I could look at. The, I mm-hmm. could look at the phone, but I'm. I'm not picking it up at the moment. It's. It was probably like at least six months ago. And yeah. what's funny is I think that the way that I look at things and like the con all the conversations that we've had with the way so many of these really extremely talented, um, inspiring photographers has definitely helped me look at things differently. But I. I don't know what it is now. I'm I'm at this point where it's just, it's this struggle of posting. Like I don't, I'm struggling with this idea of like, what what do I choose? What do I what do I share? And I think inherently, despite doing you know this podcast, is like I think I'm, I'm truly just a very private person. Yeah. So it's this idea of sharing whatever Mexico City to run wait, wait, so wait, wait. Detroit, let's whatever it is pause. is so hard but are you taking pictures that you're not sharing yes I'm oh, taking okay. so many pictures okay and that's what's hard is like there there are moments that I take a photo and I was like oh this is this is I I like how this turned out I like where this is going okay wait I have a suggestion <laughs> yeah I, ha- I have a suggestion yeah I'm ready because we haven't talked about yes, this we well. haven't. And, and so I know this and, is And this totally was my commitment to you. When correct. we started this podcast, it was like you to wanted make to... make me a better photographer. Yeah, so, let's, so this is what I'd like you to do. I'd okay. like you to, to go through pictures that are many months old. Okay. And I want you to find pictures, uh, a picture every day or every couple days that you um, really feel strongly about but it's not i want the thing is i want you to take it out of the context of being a communication about your current state it's not like i was here i saw this so if you take it out of being current so you can go back through your pictures now it's just a picture that you took somewhere it doesn't matter where it was or or maybe it does but it's a picture and it's going to represent a ton of pictures. It's just something you like that gives you a feeling that reminds you the most of that thing that you feel like. Okay. Whatever. But I think that the idea being to remove it from being social currency, that people post That's what, I'm struggling what they're with. up to. Yeah. 
and and I understand the like weird privacy issues of like, well, I don't <laughs> want to tell everyone that I just got back from a trip or that this is what I did and this is what I... But if you go back far enough in time, it's not about that. You're not showing it for that reason and you don't need to describe it in that context. It's just an yeah. image. I That's, like that. Yeah. I, I think actually, I think that's sort of really good and inspiring advice all at once because I I think I've struggled and it's also there's been so many like there have been so many like amazing experiences and moments but also just things that I've been able to capture that have been like oh that's I like that's cool but I haven't I sort of haven't shared it because then there's also this just you know you're you're working from this um not deficit you're not working from a deficit but it's this I feel like this episode, I'm like going through this like emotional breakthrough right now. That's great. <laughs> I'm, like, I think I'm, this, I'm this, deeply struggling with This Instagram. is my one of my favorite episodes, I'm, you know, so. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I, I, I think, that, I think that that is what is really hard is I think that it is this sort of social currency for so many people. Of like I, I'm here and this is beautiful and this is amazing, which is great. And I am a absolute voyeur of you know of so much of that but for myself it's very hard to sort of to separate it and it's interesting taking the photograph I really love your suggestion and I will do that I will I will commit I will post something later tonight and for the next yeah uh, the next five days I will go back and sort of <laughs> just a picture examine my past six months yeah and go moments. back as far as you want and yeah. uh, as far and as I want as far as you want, and the t and I want the description if you're posting these in social media to simply be the location and uh, the year. Location and year, okay. Yeah. So like San Francisco, 2018, or you know Toronto, 2019, whatever. You know that's the only way you need to think about it. Don't have to describe it in any other way. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. It's like a good assignment for everyone. <laughs> okay, everyone do that. I, I, I Honestly, I, I wrestle with the same problem because I don't use social media to describe my current events very much. Although I have such a, uh, an inability to re re, um, resist joy that if I take a picture that I love, I want to post it right away. But it's not so much <laughs> about communicating what I'm up to as I can't not – I'm so happy or excited about this image – I'll post it. But then usually soon thereafter, I'll go back and older pictures that might go nicely with it, um, I'll dredge up and find. And I, I try to bring back images that still work for me um, yeah. and refresh that. Because again, I'm, I'm printing them. And then so the social media is just an opportunity that like it's been 10 months and I still like this picture and it looks kind of like this other thing. I'm going to post it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now in now you're effectively doing that with the photo frame. You can have all those images in your catalog and revisit it when you want to. Oh my god, you've managed to you bring it full circle. You see what I did? I just went full you're, circle right you're there. You're like a pro. You're amazing. <laughs> I love it so when you do that. Put the Kickstarter information <laughs> in the campaign so everyone can I hope, subscribe I, and we should, you know, we should really wrap this up. I'm on a high. Oh, yeah? George Costanza. I are, just are you need kidding? To I don't want to quit while we're ahead. We're having like a, this is amazing. <laughs> I've never heard you go like that. Oh wait. Are you drinking? 
<laughs> now we need to edit that out. <laughs> I Shit, think that makes it brilliant. <laughs> oh my god! All right. No, I'm I'm just high on a day of success. You are. That's like two thirds to this conversation. Yeah, that's no, a lot of it. Days of accomplishment. We covered so much ground. Did you want to talk about any? Uh, guests we've had or sh- old shows or anything that have come up that uh, are lingering in your head? Uh, I mean, I don't, after my just, you know, my emotional turmoil that we just went through, yeah. my deep internal struggle with posting an Instagram and taking photos while doing a photography pod- podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. Um, yeah. I mean, there's like, there, there, you know, I think there's so many things we can keep talking about. I, I think one of the things about our guests that, that I really love is just the the talent is attractive, you know? It's like the talent of these individuals that we get to meet in all in a, in in various points in their career and I love hearing every single one of them talk about their work and what inspires them and how they got there and what hangs on their wall and how they describe their work. It's just it's one of those things that is is truly interesting to me. Well, I'm so, s- uh, yeah, I'm. It's been I'm, a great year. <laughs> it's been a great year. I really have enjoyed doing this, and I, I mean, I can't say it enough how much I love doing this with you. It's like I don't know what this show would be if we weren't if it wasn't you. It's like ah, uh, jeepers! <laughs> I mean, we definitely need to cut this out of the show because this is you know too mushy for anyone. <laughs> I think I think people like mushy. I don't know. <laughs> I think mushy is. Uh, <laughs> all right uh, anyway well to go go to watch our out. kickstarter okay. i want people to <clears throat> if you think it's a good idea please tell other people about the kickstarter i they only are yeah. up for a month and uh and if people are into it we will really build a lot of this kind of product but if you're not which is you know totally okay too uh it's gonna go away so i know well i'm a, I'm, I'm genuinely a huge kickstarter fan and uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. I want more of these. I want them on my wall, not more of these on my wall. I want them on my wall. So great. Um, thank you so much as always, and happy 99th episode. We could almost sing a song about 99 no. episodes on the wall. <clears throat> no. Um, but we're gonna say frames, frames yes. on the wall. <laughs> so our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com/podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. And please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes or wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe. We get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, including Kickstarter, send them a link. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music, HD Buttercup for this stylish and comfy furniture here, and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about until next time.